Back to the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Wingstop on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back here on the Ticket Water Cooler. It is time for the crossover as Nick Sainer has jumped in studio with myself, Bach, and Rico. And, uh, Nick, the big news today is uh, for your for your boy, C.J. Stroud. He's entered the draft. I know. Um, when it came out over the weekend that the, he was, like, actually considering returning um, and that there was, like, a $4 million NIL deal on the table, my first thought was there's no way only $4 million gets him to stay. Because he he's probably a top five pick. Yeah, he should be a top yeah, five. Yeah, he should be a top five pick. Don't I, overthink it. Teams that need quarterbacks. That's true. There's a lot, <laughs> and there's a lot of them. Yeah, there's a lot. Will of Levis them is them. not better. Yeah, yeah. There's no doubt. Um, I, I if there's one guy that is better, I think it's Bryce Young. I think it's yeah. probably Bryce Young than C.J. Stroud on the quarterback list. But who knows? We'll see how uh, everybody tests out because after. I don't know, after Will Levis makes some behind-the-back throw and it goes 70 yards down the field to a running wide receiver. He is him. Yeah, he's like a, <laughs> he's like the number one overall pick. I don't know. Like yeah. Pro days are always – there's too much stock put into pro days in my mind um, because they're super scripted. Um, so, I mean, you sit there and you – all right, here we go. I think but pro anyway. days are great. I'm not, I'm not trying to knock pro days. I'm just it saying like – Tape over pro days is what he's I'm saying. just saying yeah. how much – we we allow guys that have good pro days, great scripted pro days, mm-hmm. to jump other guys that may have played better. You can only script so much in a pro day. Yeah, you can script the whole thing. You can't script how fast you run your forty. You can't you can, script you can how sh- fast you do your three cone drill. I understand you that. You can't but I'm script pro, how much you how, for, how many reps on two twenty five. You saying pro day for. For quarterbacks? For quarterbacks. Okay. Zach Wilson had one of the greatest pro days. You can script that. Yes, you can. <laughs> yes, you can. Okay. So, I don't know. Like, I I mean, I personally, I would play play for $4 million. But, like, C.J. Stroud has the, you know, however much signing bonus just waiting for him as long as he stays healthy until next April. And as long as he can, uh, um, I mean, test well, I suppose. Because, once again, if they can test well, they'll be fine. Plus, when so, he came back and lost to Michigan again. He wouldn't. <laughs> Maybe he wouldn't. it's just time. That to was so move like along. they're not going to lose to Michigan next. I think year. it was yesterday. I saw somebody tweet. It was just as simple. It was just like C.J. Stroud hasn't declared yet. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh, we all just assumed he was going to leave. Yeah. No. I was like, wait no. a minute. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. That's well. I mean, if you think about it, the only question mark really on Ohio State's offense was at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um. Because for next year, I'm saying because you had Travion Henderson and Mayan Williams returning the backfield. You had Marvin Harrison and um, Ameka Abuka returning mm-hmm. in the in the wide receiver room. You basically played the entire season without Jackson Smith and Jigba. So yeah, yeah you lost him, which is is huge. lost both their tackles. Yeah, which is huge because you you obviously, I mean, Jackson Smith and Jigba is an exceptional talent, but you played without him the entire season. You still got to the playoff at the end of the day. So um, it, it was more of if C.J. Stroud returns, Ohio State is. Right next to Georgia, a little behind, obviously, but, but I mean, next to Georgia to win the national title next Just year. Just imagine but now they got to transition a new quarterback. Imagine yeah. if Quinn Ewers would have stayed; he would have had to sat yeah. for another year. But if he was the starter at Ohio State this next year with Marvin Harrison Jr. and yeah. everybody else that they have, because you know that they have backups that are oh, better. Yeah. I don't than... even I don't even know who their backup is. Is it still Kyle McCord? I think it is. 
Yeah. Is that who that will be right. the new guy? Yeah. Um, Which so is weird, know. too. I think today in modern football, too, it's going to be interesting to follow. With all the big-name transfer quarterbacks that are out there, how, how likely it is for – Guys like that to sit around on the bench and for programs to stick with them, to stay, you know, that's the guy that we want rather than go out and get Sam Hartman in the portal. Well, here's what's crazy is yeah, Kyle McCord, Devin Brown, Mason Mags, and Chad Ray are their other quarterbacks. Chad Ray? I'm going for that guy. Chad Ray is his second year from Dublin, Ohio. Yeah. Oh, not as cool. Yeah, not as cool. <laughs> yeah. There um, for a second, it was really cool. I don't know. I just... I think um, so. I mean, CJ Stroud absolutely the right decision to declare. I mean, goodness sakes, yeah. do do not Don't go stay. back. Yeah, do not go back. Don't you say. Let's the, see what their wide receivers. You made the play. right decision to to declare. I do declare. <laughs> I do. I do declare, Mister so, Beauregard. So yeah. So I mean, it was good. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Is Julian Fleming staying. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's he's still there. Xavier. Nope. He was a graduate. Jackson Smith is gone. A uh, lot of freshmen, Marvin Harrison Jr., Corbin Cleveland. Yeah, a lot of freshmen. Yeah. A lot of young, lot yeah. of young guys. I would love to go down their room and just see all these freshmen and see where they're at recruiting ranking-wise. Oh, mm. yeah. They're losing Cade Stover. He's in his fourth year. Mitch yep. Rossi, a grad, grad transfer or grad, uh, grad player. Uh, so their tight ends are going to be I think, fun. I think Cameron Babb is also leaving their wide receiver, which Cameron is Babb. Yeah, Cameron Babb. Yeah, is, he was a grad. Yeah, he's a guy that, I mean, Nebraska was actually in on him. He he visited Nebraska way back when with Mike Riley and them. Um, but he visited Nebraska, ended up having tons of uh, tons of surgeries, tons of injuries, and he finally caught like his first touchdown. November 12th, 2022. Yeah, this season. It was a super cool story. He's been like through a lot of mm. just crap and – he was. He just wrote it out. He stuck it out. Oh, Nick, I did want to ask you about this too. The uh, the coaching salaries, Nebraska, yeah. and somebody was asking how much uh, on the text line. How much Bob Diaco made? I think it was like eight twenty five somewhere on eight. I think it was eight twenty five. And then last year, um, oh, when Mark Whipple came in, he he surpassed that with eight seventy five. But now Nebraska is finally in the million dollar club uh, with coordinators. Marcus Satterfield is going to make one point four, and Bob uh, and and Coach White's going to make one million. Um, how much uh, is that? You know, obviously, paying more doesn't equal results. But for yeah. me, I guess the way that I've been saying it and I've been looking at it is like, finally, Nebraska, if they if they need to compete with these SEC programs or the top programs in the Big Ten, um, there it's it's you know it's been several years now that the SEC's up to two million dollars for coordinators at times. Well, I mean, this is why this is why Matt Rule was given a seven million dollar assistant pool, right? I mean, it was to go out and be able to lure. Coordinators that Wyatt were lure. <laughs> thank you. Uh, lure like coordinators that were worth this kind of money. Yeah. Now, now, do we know that Marcus Satterfield, who yes, his past you know speaks for itself. Do we know he's worth one point four? No, um, we I, I don't know yet. I was yeah. shocked to see that high a number. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll be honest, guys. The highest like, I, paid. I thought I was, Tony White was going to be the highest. See, paid. I, I wasn't surprised that he was the highest paid. I was surprised that it was one point four. Mm. That's a lot. I mean, that that is that is a lot. One point I mean, four. Tony's getting one. One hundred yeah. or one one million. One, yeah. yeah. Um, which I, I wasn't. Million. Yeah, one hundred million dollars <laughs> for Tony White. Uh, which I wasn't necessarily surprised to see that number, but. I would have I would have expected offensive coordinator to be like one point two, maybe one point one, closer I mean, to each other. I mean, than let's that. let's yeah, and it's not like I'm trying to be like they need to be equal. They need to be paid the same amount. I'm, I'm not trying to be like that. 
I was surprised to see 1.4. Yeah. I, I haven't I – ha, this is my fault. I haven't looked up what he was getting paid at South Carolina. I haven't looked at also comps. I don't know what – Brian Hartline, for example, yeah. who is one of the top assistants in all of college football. Um, it's funny. You talked to you talk to Zach Carpenter of Inside Nebraska and who used to cover Ohio State. And if they ever were – 900,000. Hartline? No. Satterfield at South oh. Carolina. Okay, so that's a pretty hefty jump. Yeah. Um, but if you talk to guys from Ohio State, it's if Ryan Day ever gets fired, Hartline might not be the the head coach, but that's one of those guys that you the, the athletic department forces the new staff to keep on the current st- the new staff because yeah. of how valuable he is in recruiting, how, what kind of football mind he is. Um, so I I know Brian Hartline got promoted to offensive coordinator just last weekend. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what his pay now is going to be from wide receivers coach up to offensive coordinator now, but I mean hey. There's a lot of money in, in this whole thing, whether you're looking at Matt Rule or looking at coordinators. A lot of money involved, and there's going to be a lot of expectation to win. Tony White was making a little bit over 700000 Yeah. Yeah. 711 so Hefty raise. Do we, do, we know, do we know what Brian, do we know what Brian Hart, Hartline was? Let's find out. Or is now? Uh, by the way, Jeremy off the text line says, do we ever get an update on that Georgia transfer tight end? Is he in? Georgia he, Tech. He is, in fact, not in. Yeah, he's he's transferred to Georgia Tech. So Brian Hartline, wide receivers coach, 2019 salary was 360000 Well, so here's this. 2022, uh, 950 for hmm. passing game coordinator and wide receivers coach. He was getting paid nine hundred and fifty grand. Hmm. Wow. So, so how much is he making as – Offensive coordinator. We we might not know since he just since it just happened. But as I look last year, yeah. Todd Munkin, the uh, Georgia offensive coordinator, was the top offensive coordinator as far as salary, two million dollars. Goodness and, gracious! And no, well, look, they put sixty five. No, 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 no. I get it. I know, I'm not. I'm not saying like coming at you like, hey, you paid two million dollars yeah. for a dude and you just put sixty five up in the natty. <laughs> yeah. no, I and get it. Jim Knowles, the defensive coordinator, Ohio State was making one point nine million. That was the most among defensive <laughs> coordinators. Uh, again, a few years ago, if you remember, Bo Pelini at LSU for his one year stint made two point three million dollars to be their defensive coordinator. Cool. Some of the some massive. of the the guys that were kind of there were a few years ago there, were, there was like three or four guys making two point something mm-hmm. as coordinators. I and know then they uh, got promoted to head coaching. Was uh, Oklahoma's head coach? Venables, yeah. Venables, he when he was at Clemson, yep. they kept because he kept getting yeah. offers to be head coach, <laughs> even though even though they knew he was going to say no, they kept offering him more money until eventually. I he think ended that's. Up going I think Oklahoma. he was making like two point yeah. five. So here's this Heartline. Hold on, before you go, Heartline had got a three hundred and fifty thousand dollar raise last year from twenty twenty one to twenty twenty two. Okay, to, so he was nine hundred fifty. Yeah, so he was six hundred just as passing game, or as wide receivers coach. Then when they brought in Kevin Wilson, I believe they made Hartline the the wide receivers coach and passing game coordinator. Gave him a three hundred fifty grand bump, Jeez. and now who knows what's going to happen? Ohio State, you might not know this, or maybe you guess it. Uh, Ohio State has the largest assistant pool in the country. Ooh, okay. Um, um so so here's this: the offense. I I don't have the number oh, okay. unfortunately right in front of me. Uh, the number of Kevin Wilson, the Buckeyes' offense coordinator, this, this last season, one point four. Yeah, there you go. So and I mean, he got a head he, coaching job. So here you are, as a program that's won very limited number of games in the last fifteen years, hmm. you are competing with the top echelon of offensive and defensive coordinators and just salary pools overall so for new guys. There are one, two, three, four programs who have assistant salary pools at eight million or above. 
Ohio State, as you said, leads the way with 8.83. Uh, LSU, 8.56. Georgia, 8.4. Alabama, 8.36. Those are the only programs that have dedicated more than $8 million to their staffs. And Nebraska's at seven? Yeah. 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 You could add another million to that. Come on. Join <laughs> in on the fun. I-, I was surprised to see EJ Barthel's number so low. Yeah, that's a weird one. But, you know. By the way, Brian Hartline He's still uh, a new guy, also made $38 million as a player. Yeah. So it's kind of funny that we're talking all these numbers like, oh, that's crazy for a coach, and it's still like. And he's just like, yeah, no, this yeah, is. Yeah, he's like, no, this, I'm still taking a big hit from when I retired. He's like, man, it I is, am underpaid. It was funny. <laughs> his signing bonus was more than his yearly salary right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, I bet. So That's wild. Great PPR player back in the day, too, mm. Brian Hartline. Yep. <laughs> All right, that'll wrap it up for the Ticket Water Cooler. A uh, happy hour coming up next. They'll have lots to break down for this Husker football. A busy day and a busy weekend as well in the NFL. Same thing can be said. Busy weekend, busy day as we still have one more game from wild, Wacky Wild Card Weekend. Uh, but uh, they'll do that. That'll be coming up next year. Happy hour on 93.7 The Ticket. That'll wrap it up for the Ticket Water Cooler. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.